This is reposted. Every morning, Larry and I dig into a quote or idea that has caught our eye. Our hope is that our chat inspires you to never stop thinking and possibly challenges you in a new way. If you'd like to help support the show, please visit patreon.com slash reposted. Thank you for stopping by. Today, we're joined by Phil Strungalagali. He is the author of the book, Jesus Loves Movies, a 30-day devotional for film fans. Basically, you had this experience about three or four years ago that was traumatic, and you just started writing and had no plans, yep. and this book came out of it. And the book basically is a list of movies that can draw you into the cinema experience more and maybe a relationship with God. But I'll let you tell us, what what is the book to you? Yeah, so it's it was really, I mean, you hit it on point. Um it was really a grief journal for me during one of the darkest times in my life. Uh, I just started writing and I just felt like uh, there were movies that were working to me during this really dark time. And it, that's, that's really what it was. And then there was an opportunity where I did talk with somebody and then all of a sudden we had ideas to make it into a book, but I never planned that and never planned any of that. And obviously when you go through something, um, really traumatic. You never planned that either. So, yeah. Well, I, I feel like you agree with me in this, that movies are spiritual experiences and that's just because they're stories. Most of what Jesus did was tell stories, those stories and movies. I feel like what they do is make life bigger. What do you think? Do movies make life bigger? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, there are times where, you know, I've been in church and I listened to sermons and, you know, the sermon will hit me, but there's a move. There are movies where they've they've hit me really hard, you know. And uh, there are, there are messages in movies that have really spoken to me and have completely changed my life. So your I think your book came out in 2019. Is that right? Uh, to the end of 2018. So, yeah, that's when it came out. So you had a lot of success in 2019. You were in over 500 Barnes and Nobles. You did a bunch mm-hmm. of signings, mm-hmm. and then 2020 hit, and then you're. Yeah to some extent, everyone's going through a hard time. Have you used yeah. the book for you personally being like, Ooh, I remember this. And like, <laughs> you get through 2020. Yeah. So 2019 was really like the, like 2018, it was a soft launch of the book. Um, not many people really knew about it. A couple stores picked it up and then it really started getting picked up in 2019. A lot of stores picked it up, Barnes and Noble, Target, Walmart, um, all these things. And it was really cool. And then at the end of 2019, I had this like incredible experience. I went over to Georgia. I did three book signings in a row and it was insane. I met so many people and it was really cool. It was just like an incredible experience. And then I had plans to do all these signings throughout 2020. And obviously we know what happened in 2020 um, and we know what's going on right now. So yeah, it's, it's been really tough. I got uh, a lot of returns of the book because literally uh, the way that my book works is, uh, you know, it stays in the store for about 90 days. And many of these stores were closed for over 90 days. So by that time, it was just they returned. And then, you know, uh, so many people just weren't going out. They weren't going to bookstores or anything like that. So what I did during the holiday season of 2020, which was uh, literally last month, what I did was I sent out um, hundreds of copies over to prisons, rehab centers, um, nonprofit organizations, and just sent out hundreds of copies over to them. So that's what I tried to do um, in the midst of this 
you know, weird time. So. Hey, Phil, your, your bio says that you like to take long walks to the movie theater. The world has changed a little bit. Oh, we can't man. go to the movie theater as we want. No. Do, do you think, um, is there a difference between seeing a movie in an actual theater away from your home versus like the experience of seeing a movie at your place? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we all can agree and we all can see that a lot, a lot of stuff is changing, uh, especially when it comes to the whole movie sort of universe. Um, we got HBO max. They're releasing all of their, uh, all of the Warner Brothers, all of their films are going on HBO Max, which is, it's great. It's great for the consumer. But at the same time, um, Nef and Netflix is trying to join suit in that. I don't know if you've seen the trailer to where they're releasing a, a new movie every single week for the rest, for the rest of 2021. So more streaming services are going to jump on board to this, um, to this attitude. And honestly, I'm excited, but I'm also um, not. I'm also upset because I see I have a local movie theater that's near me. I mean, it's it's top notch and, you know, I just feel really bad for them. And, you know, a lot of movie theaters, I feel like going to the movie theater is so important because it's a separation um, from from your home and from, you know, all that stuff. I just I don't know. It's 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 weird. It's weird times for sure. So you posted this video on your website talking about your process with the book and you actually mentioned how you were going to donate a lot of the books but something i picked up on was throughout the whole thing you're like i never thought this was going to happen i never thought this was going to happen now that you're mm. on the other side of it do you think you would approach a new project differently realizing that things can happen or is it just things fall mm. in place uh so you're saying there are uh I never thought things would happen in terms of the success of the book. Is that what well, no, that like you started writing. I didn't know I was going to have a book now. Oh, like, yeah. would you think, well, I've written a book before. Is it easier to think I would write another book? That's a really good question. <laughs> um, honestly, this book, I like, I had to write it. Like there were so many things going on in my life that I was just like, I really need to write. I need to get this out on paper. And if I didn't, I feel like I would have just been imploding and just uh, shoving, you know, more stuff down and, you know, all that stuff. So it was therapy for me. Um, I feel like in order for me to write, that's that's literally what writing is to me. It's therapy. It's it's what I've done, you know, throughout my entire life. I was never the best writer, but I always just really related with words and really felt like words uh, related to me. Hey, Phil, I'm looking for a movie strategy. So, like, maybe if I'm feeling down or a little depressed, do I watch, like, a good sci-fi movie? Maybe if I'm in a good mood, I should learn something. I should watch a Western. Do you have any strategies with movies? <laughs> yeah, I think everybody's different when it comes to movies. Like, my wife, it's, it's a perfect comparison. Um, perfect comparison is, is because I love horror movies. I do. I love horror movies. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, here I am, this faith-based guy. Um, I love horror movies and I really, I love horror movies because they really express um, trauma and grief and all of these different elements of life in a very specific way. And they're able to capture those elements in a really nice way. You go to my wife, she absolutely resents horror movies. She doesn't want anything to do with them. She'll go with the lighthearted movies you know, that, that, that movie that just came out, um, I think Prime just, just bought rights to it, The Secret, uh, just like all, all of these extremely lighthearted films. So it really depends on the person. Um, if I'm telling somebody that's exploring horror for the first time, you know, I'd probably tell them to, to go, to go to a specific, to see a specific movie 
uh, probably like something like the orphanage um, and uh, you know, something, something along those lines. What did you, what has Freddy Krueger taught you about life? Phil? <laughs> I love that. Uh, so, I mean, <laughs> well, Wes Craven, you know, he, he, he came in with this crazy background um, of growing up in an extremely strict um, legalistic uh, religious home. And, you know, honestly, the only movies that he was allowed to watch when he was younger were Disney movies, uh, were movies that were G or PG or anything like that. And there was one time where he snuck out and he actually went to go see um, a PG-13 movie or a R-rated movie. And it changed his worldview. It changed his worldview. And uh, he really wanted to capture Freddy Krueger in that way um, because he really saw something that was really scary for him. And what, what was really scary for him was somebody that would literally prey on teenagers or children. And that's a scary thing. You know, that's a real scary thing in this world. And I think he said it best, you know, being in a safe space and being in a theater to where everybody's being scared, but we're all embracing that fear and we're all in a safe space to where we can experience that fear and not necessarily be outside and experiencing it. I don't know if that, you know, points to the right picture, but yeah. Well, Phil, thank you so much for joining us. You can find Phil on Twitter and Instagram at PhilThatIN. You can check out JesusLoveMovies.com. I'm Andrew Keller for Phil and Pennywise, and thanks for stopping by.